Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I'm Abby Schneiderman. And I'm Gene Newman. And today we're talking about travel, Abby. I know you're a big travel fan. You like to travel a lot, don't you? You <laughs> like love, to. I, you always say that I love to travel. I mean, I like to travel. I, I like to travel. I don't consider myself to be a world traveler like some of the people that I know. I, maybe one day when I have a little bit more time. I think I'm more of like an anxious traveler. Okay, good. I see. I don't like to travel. I, I usually lead when I meet people. Like I, I let them know right away. I don't care about seeing exotic locations. I'm fine watching it on the Discovery Channel. I don't feel that need because I do. It's not the the destination. It's the journey that as a kid flying was so magical. You'd go to the airport, you'd get on the plane. And now it just stresses me out. So when you say anxious traveler, what, what what's an idea of the anxiety that you feel when you're about to travel? Well, it's everything from how early, how early, I grew up with my dad wanting us to get to the airport like two and a half hours ahead of time, which I'm not, I'm not that, um, that early anymore, but I definitely like to get there, you know, with enough time to not have any stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to pack well, packing in and of itself stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I've done a few things over the years to make things less stressful, which I, I'm happy to tell you about. But um, but really everything. I mean, it's all the lead up to it, figuring yeah. out all the logistics, what time to leave, how I'm going to leave. Am I taking a train? Am I taking the subway? Am I taking a taxi? Am I taking Uber? Am I driving and parking? You know, then... Um, and when, when, like I said, when you need to get there and then what you need to bring packing, yes. uh, packing is a definite stressor for me. And, and for people that don't live in a city like New York, travel has another layer of stress because getting to an airport, when I'd be visiting family and other places, you just drive there and you could do long-term parking. You could get dropped off. It's not, a, it's not difficult in New York. It depends what airport you're going to. It depends how long you have to get there. It depends the traffic. And for me, I always made a rule. If I'm willing to get on a plane, I'm I'm willing to pay for a car service, which would now be Uber, to get me there comfortably. Because I, I don't care if it takes an hour in traffic. I'd rather do that than ha- have all the luggage and everything on a train that could get delayed while I miss my flight. And I'm the type that would leave four and a half hours early. So <laughs> when it comes to packing, what are those tips? What 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 is something that you've done to get better? Well, at? wait, but how, so how early do you... Howard, how early do you actually like to arrive to the airport? I am a super early like arrival person. <laughs> like embarrassingly, I'll, so if you I'll have walk out the whole day. If you have a 9 a.m. flight, what yes. time do you get to the airport by? Probably if I'm not there at like 7, I feel like um, I, why even bother going? Like <laughs> I'll get up at 4 a.m. and I'll get there so early when I would fly and That's when flying was a thing i i did that like there was That's times crazy. where I, it's crazy. Crazy. there was times and when the flight gets delayed there's times where i just spend all day and i'm like i'd rather be here ready and ever since security got much more strict i don't the stress of going through security all that i just want to get it out of the way and know that my last step is getting on that plane and once i'm there i'm like fine once i'm sitting in a seat on a plane it's fine it's getting and i know my bags are safe I got the overhead space that I don't have to fight other people for. They're not going to take my luggage and throw it under the plane if it's over, if it's carry on. 
but that's why. So, so I early is my family. Do you have, um, so I have TSA pre, I also have clear. Do you have these things? Neither of those. Well, I, because I haven't flown in like 17 years now. No, it's been, (laughs) it's been like two or three or longer, but I don't, I didn't get those. Dude, you've got to get TSA pre and clear Mm -hmm. and, um, and global traveler, global, sorry, not global traveler, global entry. If you are, if you're traveling internationally. Perfect. So now when I get to the airport, I, I typically can at least, so I get to the airport. I like to get there an hour and 15 minutes ahead of time. That's my, unless you're traveling internationally, you have have to get there at least two hours ahead of time. But for, for domestic travel, I get there an hour and 15 minutes ahead of time. I have checked in on, I have the airlines that I'm traveling on, on my mobile device. So I use, mm-hmm. I like I'll download the the JetBlue app or the United app or the Delta app, whatever. I always have my TSA pre number already um, entered into the app, which mm-hmm. helps because then when you go to print your boarding pass on your app, it should automatically, um, it should automatically, when you check in, it should automatically put your TSA pre uh, designation into your boarding pass. Can you explain to a person like me who rarely travels and is kind of confused? So a TSA pass, is that something you pay for in advance? Again, this is me being a thousand year old man right now, wondering like, what is this TSA pass you speak of? So so TSA pre-check is... And and like I said, there's like a few different types of essentially pre-checks, but um, essentially when you're approved to travel with TSA pre, you're going to have a better experience at the airport mm-hmm. and, and go, you know, through security faster. And so you can, you can actually enroll in TSA pre-check online to get started. Um, and, and I, if you, if you already have global entry, you actually don't need TSA pre-check. But what, the reason okay. I got it was I, I had TSA pre-check before I got global entry. Well, um, and you, you remember back in 2019 when we wrote about the real ID, you needed to get that in some states because that no. would allow you to get on a plane and they keep delaying it. That's the last time I did anything travel related to make sure that I could get on a plane. And even then they keep delaying it, but that's the kind of bare minimum that I saw as to be able to get on a plane, you need that ID, but this TSA check. And those yeah, you should definitely get it and you should definitely get it. And then chill, the good thing is it does. Co- so it does cost money. I think the current price is something like 80 bucks okay. um, for five years. Mm-hmm. And then it, it gets, it, it's lower for what, for um, it's less than $80 for when you're doing renewals, but and for um, kids, too, you said, well, no. So the good thing is for, for kids, children 17 and under can join an adult who already has TSA pre mm-hmm. when the pre-check indicator appears on the child's boarding pass. And so my kids, if, I, if I'm if i traveling with my children and I check in for all of us, let's say using my app ahead of time, and I'm already TSA pre, my kids will then get the, the TSA pre designation on their boarding passes as well. How long does it take to get? So if I, let's say I'm traveling in two weeks, is it something that you can get in two weeks or is it one of those processes like a passport where it could be, you could expedite and still wait a month uh, or you could wait three months 
or you could wait six months or is it something that is relatively quick? I actually don't remember how long it took, but I think it takes longer than two weeks. So I think first you have to, um, I think you actually have to go uh, schedule an appointment Hmm. with a TSA pre designated agent uh, agent. (laughs) Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's done through, um, the transportation security administration. I, I feel like I had to go to some random location in New York city when I was doing this. I don't remember how long it took, but if I remember, but, but I believe it takes like, um, probably about a month. Okay. And do you get, you get interviewed. So they make sure you're not a threat. That's the, that's the purpose of this basically to say, we're going to do kind of checks. We're going to make sure that there's nothing to worry about. So when you do go through security, we don't have to treat you like someone who we know very little or nothing about. Exactly. Right. So they ask you a bunch of questions. They make, they, they do a background check. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they, um, they, and, and this is all done, like I said, through, I guess, an an enrollment center. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after you, after you're done, um, most applicants receive what's called a known traveler number in pretty soon, like three to Mm -hmm. five days. Although some applications I think can take longer. Um, but I, I just think the, the, the hard part is getting the appointment. So it's possible that you could get your, your TSA number in two weeks if you can get the appointment. But Mm -hmm. I think, um, once you actually go through the, the, go to the enrollment center and do the interview, then it's pretty fast. Yeah. But overall it's a convenience and it's something that speeds things along. Unlike if there was a real ID, if that, again, they kept delaying it for years, that's something where they could deny you getting on a flight. If you don't have some sports, it's basically, if you said you didn't have a passport or you didn't have a driver's license and you didn't have any form of ID, they're not going to let you on a flight now because right. flying okay. isn't a right. It's, it's, it's a privilege. It's not a right. So, but to, those types of things are to make travel more pleasant well, and they're less saying, stressful. Yeah. And you do, you, you do still need the real ID. They're going to enforce yeah. that all travelers, including TSA pre-check enrollees must have a real ID or some other type of acceptable ID, like a passport in order to fly once TSA does enforce the real ID requirement at airports. How much time do you waste looking for information you wish you always had at your fingertips? For example, if you had to find your birth certificate in the next five minutes, would it be a breeze or a panic attack? What about all your insurance details like home, car, health, and others? Everplans helps you organize and store all your info in one safe place to save you time. Download our iOS app for free, give it a try, or learn more at everplans.com. Yeah, which which could which we know it was a big lead up to it and then the pandemic hit and then all of a sudden it wasn't no one was traveling and it didn't seem as much of a, a deal. But CNN wrote a story where they talked to flight attendants about like tips on travel. And they're supposedly, you know, the experts because they're doing it all the time. Uh, So here, I just want to go through quick things and say, yeah, some of these are obvious. Some of these might be a little less obvious. And then we could get into because at some point I want to get into your packing thing. But it says if you can if you can travel early in the day, that seems kind of obvious to me. Unless you can't get a flight, you always want to do it earlier because it's going to 
it's going to be your whole day anyway. So you always want to get to your destination at some point where you have time to just relax that night, do whatever, and then 100%. start the next day. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think traveling first thing in the morning is best because in the event that your flight gets delayed, mm-hmm. it doesn't screw up the, you know, it, the rest of your day. Also, I, I I agree. I don't like arriving places at night. I like arriving places in the daytime when I can see where I am. I can, uh, have a nice dinner. I can, you know, or (laughs) get settled. Um, but, uh, you know, if you can, I, I definitely recommend traveling as early as possible. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's one of those things. And I think, some of it booking off peak travel days. Like sometimes you can't, when they say that, it's like, it depends when you have to travel. If you have to travel during peak, you're traveling during peak. Like if you could really organize your, your, your travels, same with like tight connections. A lot of times when they say that those as tips, I'm not a huge fan because a lot of times that's out of my hands. I'm like, I want it to be, if no one wants to have four minutes between a connecting flight. Everyone wants to fly direct, but at times you have to make those types of like decisions and you've already downloaded all the apps airline. That's become a natural thing. You want to download apps. You want to arrive at the gate early. Uh, you make sure in advance it's not canceled. I know there's people that don't even check the apps and they don't realize that their flight may be delayed or canceled and they do leave for the airport and get to the airport and get really angry that their flight's delayed. Um, one of the things, dress for the journey, not the destination. That 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 that's a big factor. I know people get really nervous. They they think I'm going to a warm climate, so I'm going to wear like virtually nothing on the plane, and then they freeze because planes are not warm and they're very uncomfortable. I mean, this- first of all, I literally just came earlier this morning from a grocery store. And it was so freezing inside the grocery store. And we saw this one woman there that we knew who was actually wearing a, it's, it's 95 degrees here today, but she was wearing a sweatshirt inside the grocery store. Then when she left the grocery store, she took it off. She was wearing a tank top. And, um, and, and it, that sort of reminds me of, of, you know, dressing for the journey, not the destination. (laughs) You're going to be on the airplane, especially if you're traveling with kids, you want to make sure that you're, um, you're not going to be cold. So yeah. I, I'm always cold. So I never, I never travel without a sweatshirt or a long sleeve shirt or a jacket of some kind. If I'm there with kids, I bring, I certainly bring, um, long sleeve clothes or pants for them just in case it gets cold. And, and, and another pro tip is if you're traveling with little kids or maybe even not so little kids, mm-hmm. you might want to consider bringing a change of clothes because yes. accidents happen. Um, or if like you're one of my kids, you throw up all over your entire self, um, mid flight and, and including your shoes. So sometimes you need to think about bringing a new pair of shoes. I'm just saying. That's great. That, that is so smart. And, 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 and we want to make it clear that this isn't about judging what people wear. Cause for example, let's say the plane, all of a sudden the air breaks and everyone's hot, like literally stripped down. Like it's not about like the look. When people get thrown off of planes because they're like, that's inappropriate, you should dress this way. We're not living in an era where you have to wear like a tuxedo to get on a plane, but you want to be comfortable for that sense. And if you're going to be comfortable, if you're a person that's always super hot and you need to be, which is not Abby, but at times I'll get warm, but I always, again, bring a hoodie. Even if you're going to the hottest place, you always should be prepared and to be comfortable because you really can be jammed in there. And sometimes you could be stuck on a flight for hours, hours waiting for 
it to okay, take off. But I will say, if you're going to be stripping down, I would, yep. <laughs> I might recommend off. doing that in a respectable way, and also making sure that if you're somebody who gets super hot, um, that that you're if you if you're anticipating the need to remove articles of clothing, that what you are wearing underneath is is going to be appropriate and not cause any of your fellow passengers to be, uh, you know, the weird, entire weird foundation of TikTok is based on people taking their clothes off on planes. That's I'm convinced of that. I don't have TikTok, but I guess I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in this topic. <laughs> I just know every year I see people getting, you know, when they get in trouble on a plane and do that. And for me, when I'm on a plane, literally it's, but when I'm on a bus anywhere, it's just that respectful nature. Cause I'm like, I want to get there. And this isn't part of the adventure. This is just getting there. And one of the things that this will be the last part we talk about, cause I want to get to your luggage, you know, check-in versus, versus, you know, putting it through goes under the plane. When it comes to packing, for me, I had a packing list that I used forever because it took me a while to really hone it down, to know how many T-shirts, how many pairs of pants, when I had to bring something nice, when I had to bring toiletry-wise, electronic-wise, if I needed certain wires. I really would go through that checklist before I traveled. Is that something that you do considering you have a full family you're traveling with and your kids aren't going to remember this stuff? So how do you keep that together and straight? So so I don't – I think a checklist is a good idea if you're the kind of person – like you who would review a checklist. I probably wouldn't literally use a checklist. So what I've done to make sure that I don't forget anything is I actually have a travel bag that's already packed with every, because I travel, I travel for work. I travel um, quite a bit. And so I, I, I hate being in the situation where I've forgotten something important, whether it's my contact lenses or my uh, face wash or my, right. My toothbrush or like even things that are so basic. I am, I've definitely been in that position where I'm, I'm, I've unpacked and it's, it is late and I've arrived somewhere where I can't get something and I'm really frustrated. So So it's a go bag. So you do the go bag approach almost, but for travel, which is so smart. And, and it has all my, yeah. yes. And it has everything from my toiletries to my, um, my phone charger. So I have an Apple watch. I have an Apple watch charger in there. Mm-hmm. I have a, a phone charger in there and then, um, a couple of extra cords because you never know. Yeah. And, um, and, and I have that sort of ready to go at all times and I, I keep it separate and I keep it replenished mm-hmm. and I check it every so often to make sure that. Um, it's set. <clears throat> and she brings her dog. <laughs> she brings dogs with her. That's not my dog, but yes. Yes. So you bring, you bring random dogs with you. That, that is so smart because most of the stuff you have laying around the house anyway, going unused and this way, having it in the bag, you know, you're going to use it. Especially oh, when it comes to extra cables. My, here's the, the next best thing. The other mm-hmm. thing that now I can't travel without are travel organizers. So do you use travel organizers, Gene? I don't travel. <laughs> packing, like packing cubes, I think. They're packing called. cubes. That, that sounds, that they're sounds amazing. amazing. They're amazing. So you can, you can get them on Amazon or you can, or different travel companies like Away or Paravel or, um, you know, you can get them all over the place now, but they're amazing. And they come in, the ones I have are a set of six. They're different. They're all different sizes. So I have my 
um, you know, socks and, and undergarments in, in one packing cube. I have my exercise clothing in a different packing cube. I have my daytime clothes in a different packing cube and a nighttime clothes. And then all you do when you go somewhere is you, at least this is how I like to do it. I then have all of these packing cubes. I put them into drawers and then I'm, it's already, it's already organized for me. So since I'm first hearing your packing cubes now, it seems like they are cloth Tupperware. It seems like it's, they come in different sizes. Some could be for toiletries, some could be, but it seems like bags within bags and you do that. But packing cubes is a really good branding thing. Good job, someone who came up with packing cubes, because apparently Angela is a huge fan of packing cubes as well, which I'm learning. And she thinks the compression ones are the best. So I guess you could compress all the air out of them and make it so everything is super flat and and neatly organized. So packing cubes, everyone. I've learned something new about that. And and with that, Abby, I now that I'm I actually have to go look <laughs> on buying packing cubes. So I'm just gonna use them in my everyday life. I'm not even gonna use them to travel. It's just all my stuff. Oh, they're my socks. I actually do use them in my everyday life. And I I I think they're amazing. There's so many different kinds, there's so many different colors. You can get very inexpensive ones. Yeah, I'm looking. They're like twenty bucks. Good going travel people see and with that i we covered the whole the whole entire gamut of traveling um when it comes to to being prepared and and do you have any big trips planned or is it something that just usually pops up for you are you are you an early uh an advanced planner or are you someone who just uh, picks up and goes i'm more of an advanced planner mm-hmm. i i have a few i I have three nieces getting married in the next 12 months. So we have definitely uh, some travel coming up for that. Um, But other than, other than that, I don't have, um, I don't have any, I don't have much travel. (laughs) I'm not telling you my travel plans. Yes. Abby, (laughs) tell the world, everyone needs to know. Uh, And, and for me, on a separate podcast, we're going to talk about what happens when you do road trips because that's where I'm, I like it. And I also like being in a car because for me, I like to stay a little close and I like to to feel like there's a lot of areas even around where I'm living. And most people can say this, that they never really get a chance to explore and take time to see. So, of course, we all want to go to like the big parks and the big places all over the all over. But sometimes, you know, two and a half, three hours outside of where you're living right now is something that is completely amazing and adventurous. And you could do it that way. And for me, not have to worry about getting on a flight and deal with TSA and deal with packing and you just throw it all in a car and get going. So with that, I'd like to close out this episode. So everyone, thanks so much for listening to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I've been Gene Newman. Have a great day. Go travel somewhere. And you are Abby Schneiderman, who's (laughs) always on the move. Always on the move. (laughs) And be sure to like... Be sure to like, uh, follow our podcast. Be sure to download it. And if you have any questions, then hit us up at podcast at everplans.com. Thanks so much. 